Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. There's a lot more, I think, that could be improved in having contact with the farriers that I do around here. Um, Every time I have taken a horse in or helped take a horse in, it has always been this issue will be fixed with shoes and then you'll bring her back in six to eight weeks and you know shoes down here cost about a hundred dollars and everything and they want you to bring them back in about six to eight weeks and everything and then and they're they're promising that this will be the fix-all well the kicker is on that is that one of the horses that we own <clears throat> came from a farrier and he is a certified, went to Oklahoma shooting school, and he is very much certified. And he had her for a little bit of her life and her thing, and she is a thoroughbred. And she was very, very young at the time. <clears throat> and he couldn't fix her feet, which is, it threw me. And the more I think about it now, because David did a lot of our horses, and he did he did a pretty good job at the time and he was actually one of the people that was it's not the horse's fault that he can't pick up his feet good um now it did end in alternative methods having to be used to get the horses done because he was not the type of guy that would come back out when the horse is having a bad day you know you scheduled so many that day he was going to do them but he never could fix Bucky's feet. He always complained that she was so flat-footed and that he could not get her feet fixed. And he put her in shoes and he also left her barefoot and he just, he just couldn't fix her. And that was one of the reasons along with her attitude was one of the reasons why she was sold. And one of the reasons why we have her. And I find it, you know, interesting that a farrier, even with a, the alternative methods that they know to use and and it's somebody that's actually certified and I'm not trying to badmouth him but that he couldn't fix her you know and when we took her to another guy in town you know it was the same thing well she needs shoes but we also have her history and we know that that shoes didn't help her so it's kind of always been this back and forth with the farriers you know I believe David when he says that she's flat-footed she is flat-footed but every time that she's trimmed by a actual farrier that they completely flatten out her hooves you know they leave the quarters long they chop off the heels and they leave the toe long that's pretty much the standard trim for that and they concave out the sole and strip all the natural protection out from under there and they take away her frog and I'm like "Mm, that looks so tender and then it just continues to flatten her out and I could only you know I'm scared that if I do put shoes on her metal shoes and not like a forma hoof or something like that I could I could only imagine the the process of getting worse because you can tell that a lot of her issues is just not having enough movement to wear her hooves like they need to be 
and her diet. You can tell that those factors in there are pretty much Bucky's problems. And it's interesting because she's had about three owners in her lifetime and two of them couldn't get it right. And I'm just now achieving getting it right on her feet and is showing very much showing difference uh, with the way that is working and trimming her like this barefoot is actually showing some improvement in her hoops. Yeah, that's great. I think it's really cool how so many resources are making it accessible for people to be able to, you know, make these changes and actually learn the information. Like, you, I mean, you guys were able to pretty much just, as far as I'm aware, like use online resources and whatnot, which is really cool that that's accessible. And I would love to start learning to trim, but it's kind of scary. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried I would mess it up, but I think that's really awesome. Um, so I guess like the next question that I have for you guys is what is one of the most common issues you see in, in, you know, the way that other people trim hooves or just in hooves in general? And you've talked about some of them, but just, you know, more in depth, I suppose. Long toes. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> That's the biggest one, I think. <laughs> yes. And underrun heels. Yep. Locally, yeah. I see a lot of the chipping too, chipping and cracks, but that's usually due to the trim cycle being way too long because here it's not uncommon for people to go like six months between a trim, which is ridiculous. So that's, yeah, that's a separate issue. <laughs> right. Um, well, I can tell you from experience and from what I've seen, my horse's main problem are long toes and underrun heels. That is, that is their issues uh, that they have, which is caused them to be flat. So that's theirs, but with a diet change and, you know, shorter trim cycles to get them brought back. And I don't plan on keeping them on such short trim cycles, but for the starting of bringing it back and, and straightening out their hooves and stuff like that, I'm, I'm keep trying to keep it short as I possibly can so I can you know not wait them out so long and make them have to really just go you know six weeks eight weeks out for that um the horses I see at work that's pretty much the problem it's just that they have a shoe slapped on it and there are a lot of them are actually ate up with brush they I do see a lot of that um and to the point that, you know, when you're standing behind the horse and you're looking at its heels, you can see that crack that goes all the way up the heel buttress. And you can, it's a distinctive, that's a thrush mark. And, and seeing it, you can, you can tell that it, it's thrush. And I'm just like, poor babies, your feet hurt. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. And I, I want to say something, but then I also feel like I'm overstepping my boundaries at times because people are not asking my opinion and I don't go out of my way to talk to too many people at work. So, but I do mess with their horses when they're in the trailers. I give them water, I give them food, um, stuff like that. So I do get a chance to look at the farrier jobs that I see. And what I see is a lot of long toes under run heels and 
usually there's some sort of wound that they have on her lower leg and just a lot of chipping there's chipping around the nail holes I've seen it to where one had so much of the quarters removed from a big chip or is possibly an abscess blowout I'm not exactly sure don't know the history but you can see that they only was able to put one nail in at the toe and then one nail in at the heel and everything and it needed so much more work and it was it could have simply been fixed and from what my opinion is but I'm technically not a farrier um and I don't even like to consider myself too much of a barefoot trimmer because I haven't you know in my opinion I haven't finished all the resources that I think is needed to completely qualify for that but as what little I know I know that that was could be fixed so much better <laughs> it was it's been pretty rough seeing their feet and then I get to go home and I get to see my horse's feet and I'm like they're not great and there's room for improvement I will admit that but seeing the other ones that have to work on their feet like that, I feel sorry for that because I'm like, ah, oh, y'all have so much improvement that needs to take place. And, you know, they're still out for weeks at a time before their next trim cycle. And I'm like, the toe is so long. I mean, it'll be anywhere from three and a half to four inches long, possibly even longer. I haven't technically measured, but just guesstimizing you know the inches there is it is so long and I'm just like oh my gosh it is just crazy yeah thrushes are really common one too and it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind but there's been horses where they're like in the stall that at a barn I was boarding at and I can like walk past and smell it like it's that bad and that's not even seeing the hoof, that's just being near the horse. So that's a really common issue too. Well, Chloe, do you have any questions for me? Not that I can think of, but I'm really bad at asking questions on the spot, so. <laughs> You're welcome, I just put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, you trim Wonders and Phoenix's hooves. Yeah. Um, how, how do you find the best way to deal with a horse that has arthritis and hawk issues on their back feet? I'm, I'm interested in hearing this because I have the same issues. <laughs> it's kind of different for both of them because Phoenix just stands weird. It's not really like, I mean, I just can't hold his foot normally like how a farrier would, but with Wonder, I usually just kneel on the ground and rest his hoof on my leg and that's probably not very safe but it works for him he's comfortable it gets the job done quick and there's not a lot of drama with that so for me personally I just kind of crawl under him and I would not recommend that to just anyone but that's what's worked for him so he doesn't really like the hoof stand very much he will use it on like the very lowest setting but not for very long so if I use it I have to be really fast and then I can't be as precise and that's really irritating to me. So usually I just go for having him rest on my leg. Yeah, um, agreed on that. Uh, I wish I wouldn't have bought the hoof stand now because I don't <laughs> use it as nearly as much as I was think I was going to. Yeah, me too. Um, 
because see on Cheyenne's for doing her back feet she wants me to hold it to do her fronts except for when I bring it out front I can use the hoof stand for that she can lean on it so I allow her to lean on it I don't I don't criticize her for it and I don't try to you know stop her for that because I understand that that's hard for her so um on her back she does not like her backs being brought up very far uh, far off the ground mm-hmm. um so the hoof stand is too tall even on the highest setting does not like it will not use it i have to hold it but for doing things as trimming the heels and the quarters i can take and i can get her to rest her leg on the ground um like in a resting position and then i can trim that like that 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 seems to be have worked really really well and That's then perfect yeah and then for the picking it up and trimming the toe i can take and i can rest it put my foot under hers and and resting the outside of her hoop wall and just kind of bringing it up just a few few inches off the ground it, it is a leg workout but i can manage <laughs> to get the toes like that and then we have other ways that we manage and it, it's just it's actually interesting on that part because you know you see a lot of people hold horses traditionally as farriers you know farriers would bringing the leg up you know putting it like right between their legs right by their thighs and everything and doing it like that and I've actually had more issues out of my horses trying to do them like that than holding them closer to the ground and trimming them like that so I also find that interesting as well because I can't help but think that that's you know connected to leg and back issues for them as you know because I mean you're looking at a thousand pounds balancing on three legs and then one leg's kicked all out and funky you know I'm just like I'm not gonna do that to you I'm trying to do moves you know I'll do it in the way that you are most comfortable with because in the end it only makes it easier for me if they will pick a position and allow me to work in it it may take me longer but it it makes it more pleasant for both of us yeah I definitely agree with that and sometimes you do have to be a little creative but (laughs) it ends up being better in the long run because the horse doesn't hate the trimming as much as they might otherwise and everyone's just more comfortable arguably maybe you're not all the time if you're holding them up with your foot but <laughs> no <laughs> but it helps it gets the job done and everyone's happy for the most part for phoenix because he's cowhocked i found that with him he's more comfortable if i put a really thick foam mat on the opposite diagonal so if i'm trimming his left hind I'll have his right front on a mat and that seems to help him balance more, maybe just be more comfortable in general. I didn't think of that. I mean, I've put, when I've used, you know, use the front or trimming one of the fronts, you know, I'll put, I had a little mat, but I mean, it wasn't even an inch thick. I put it under one of the fronts, the other front, but I didn't think about doing that for the hinds. Thank you for that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's for him, it seems like it's more of like a balance issue because, again, he's cowhock, so like he just isn't confirmationally right, and he's kind of a little ugly duckling, but <laughs> yeah, it really helped him to have something else to put his weight on and distribute that more evenly, I think. I agree. 
for Cloud, she is pigeon-toed. And that makes it interesting because she is officially at the point to where she sustained an injury to her knee. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what she did to it. Um, it wasn't like cut open or needing stitches or anything like that. It was just kind of a, I guess, a small little sprain is what I'm going to call it. I didn't get it checked out, but she now has a hard time with lifting it up too high. And she's never been like a really high stepper of a horse anyway. She's very much a mosier. So she kind of keeps the toe of her hooves squared off. And then on her fronts where she's pigeon-toed, she'll grow out the insides of her toes and everything. And for dealing with a horse that I do believe at 37, she has severe arthritis because she doesn't even get down to roll anymore. So getting creative with that is consists of getting a block and it's a like a concrete paver and putting it under her hooves and then setting her hoof right on the edge of it so I can take and file it and shape it from the outside which is not necessarily ideal but she doesn't have any flaring or anything like that to her hooves so they're actually pretty well shaped it's just she gets a little funky corner on there that's got to be dealt with but I mean other than that she she does pretty good and that's gonna be something else that we work on through next year is seeing if we can get her to balance better because that horse has no balance whatsoever <laughs> yeah she I do with that with phoenix too <laughs> yes it's like she leans too far to one side and, and she's gonna go completely over she <laughs> and, and she she pops and creaks a lot of times uh in like her knees and her fetlocks and things like that <clears throat> so I mean I can only imagine being that old in horse years and then having to to push all the weight over onto three legs and use only your muscle which she doesn't have a lot of she, she's pretty thick but she isn't just like ripped with muscle she she has pasture muscle as I call it and standing muscle <laughs> I like so, that term <laughs> yeah she she's not since she's not in real work you know she doesn't she doesn't have a lot of I consider leg muscle back muscle she is swayback so pretty much all muscle definition in the back is gone not a lot of booty muscle so holding her up and trying to work with that I can tell it's not just a leg issue it's a muscle issue so and that's something else I don't think that farriers quite are interested in going in depth in with people you know because I mean you gotta think of it as your job you know you're going there to do their feet then you get paid so explaining a whole lot I can see is not necessarily I guess in their book on things so I don't try to begrudge them too much for that because that starts going into like a whole different area of equine problems over there I see yeah, it's kind of complicated too because everything within horse care really does kind of mend together and it's not like you can only focus on hoof care and not anything else. Like you still have to focus on the diet and like weight management and muscling and it's not just trimming. So it's kind of hard. Like for a professional, 
obviously they're only going to want to focus on that. That's what they're getting paid to do. That's what they know well. But all those other aspects are equally as important. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Click, Treat, Repeat. Feel free to check us out on Instagram at Click, Treat, Repeat Pod. You can find Jen at Genuine Equine and myself at Bonafide.bt. We upload new episodes every Monday and hope to see you then. Happy training.